while supporting, and me using both my assault rifle and the jimpy, we fought back, desperate not to let the enemy gain the initiative. Anybody see anything? I demanded. Nothing, Guruji. No, nothing. Okay, keep it up. Short bursts onto all identified firing positions. I took out my binos and began looking and looking. It was the same old story. You're the target of a serious attack, and yet you can't see a thing. The rounds continued to strike the sangha, and little puffs of sand filled the air as sandbags were hauled, but it was impossible to work out exactly where it was coming from. It was scary, for sure, but we'd been there long enough and under attack often enough not to seize up like the first time we came under fire this heavy. It was more about your nerves being stretched taut. Almost a breaking point, and your main focus is just to stay on top of things. It's hotter than hell itself. You are dripping with sweat as fast as you can replace it with snatches from your water bottle between bursts. The sound is intense, and the air is filled with the smell of propellant and burning oil from your ammunition. Occasionally, there'd be a flash of the enemy's tracer, but this wasn't enough to give a definite target indication. So, while I scanned and scanned, The buys continued firing in short bursts at their targets, all of us getting more and more frustrated by the second. It was at that moment that I'd spotted the RPG, our biggest fear. Fired from a shoulder-mounted launcher, the rocket-propelled grenade was one of the most effective weapons in the enemy's arsenal. For a start, at ranges of less than 200 meters, it is almost impossible to miss your target. So we'd just been very, very lucky. The other thing about an RPG is that all it would take would be for them to land around on one of our roof supports and that would be end X. All our ammunition would go off. Twenty grenades at least, not to mention the two anti-tank weapons we had. After discharging the grenade launcher, there was no let-up in the weight of fire coming in at us, but for the next several minutes, we had no further indication of the enemy on the ground. Suddenly, Lal let out a shout. Guruji! I can see smoke. Take a look over there. He pointed in the direction of Sniper's house. Sniper's house! This small building built on top of a nearby compound about 200 meters away, or a bit less, was an AOI, an area of interest. We'd identified in the past few days as a definite enemy fire position. You sure? Yes, Kuruji, definitely. Without bothering to confirm for myself. I grabbed the field telephone again, shouting to Bahrain at the same time. Leave the 50 cal! Get over to the other side! Zero, this is Sangha 3. Enemy firing position identified in Sniper's house, engaging with GPMG and rifles. Zero, Roger. Unfortunately, Sniper's house was out of arc to the 50 cal. There were sandbags in the way. In fact, our use of the 50 cal in Sangha 3 was severely restricted. Because of the bracket the heavy machine gun was mounted on, you couldn't point it down either. But the reality of our situation was that we really needed to be able to bring it to bear on the alleyway directly below. On the other hand, Sniper's house was an ideal target for the anti-tank weapon, the I-Law. Using the radio this time, I called the control tower. Zero, this is Sangha 3. Suggest deploy I-Law. Roger, are you sure? demanded Mathis Saib, the 2IC, second in command. Yes, sure. Okay, but be careful. Make sure you get maximum covering fire. Also, be advised that Sunray has called for air support.
Roger, out. That was good news, but in the meantime we had to fight back. We mustn't let the enemy gain the initiative. Come on by, Haru. We need to keep going. I'm going to fire the Eyelaw, I shouted, lifting it out of its box. Lal, I need you over here too. Cover me while I go forward, okay? The key thing in all these engagements was not to let the enemy get on top. If we could put Sniper's House out of action, even just for a short time, that would be a big plus. Of course, in doing so, I'd have to expose myself again and take the risk, but that's just the way it goes. At least this time I had air defenders and knew what to expect, unlike the first time I'd fired it. It was a straightforward target, too, just about on the same level as we were. Lal and Bahrain both opened up as I scrambled out with the eyelaw to where I could get a good shot. As I took aim, I could clearly see a barrel end pointing out of a small hole in the wall of a building I was targeting.